The following episode of Council of the First Ones was recorded on April 27, 2014. Hello, and welcome to another Council of the First Ones. I'm Kelly, host of Toys and Tunes and admin for the Great Rebellion. Joining me is my friend Yoni. Is that you sunbathing on the deck? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. It. It's just my neck up, Duke Nukem. Uh, could have fooled me. I mean, it looks so comfortable out there on the spring <laughs> day. Yeah. Also joining us is resident rancher, Crespo. Isn't it amazing? Now I have princess wings. Okay. Coming from you, that doesn't sound wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us from Nerds on the Couch is Renee. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Do I want to even ask about those wings that you have? No, it's just that I was at, I was doing the mascot thing at a birthday party, and the birthday girl got a Princess Twilight Sparkle, and the and the dang thing got stuck with the, the button that that makes Twilight sing. Isn't it amazing? I I have princess wings, and and I had to struggle with the with the giant freaking doll just to make the button pop out. And at least it's not as annoying as Let It Go. Seriously, it's been five months since the, since the movie came out, and, and I can't turn on the radio because it's like 70s, 80s station. Yeah, sure, we got Thriller, we got Staying Alive, suddenly Let It Go, and I'm like, the heck, that's not 70s or 80s. Oh, I'm surprised. I mean, I've heard people play with it, but I'm surprised nobody has done like an actual video with Frosta. <laughs> Let's not say that out loud, otherwise people are going to have frosted. Let it go! Let it go! No, that's probably going to be during the sub-push. We'll have Frosta saying let it go and letting money fly out of her hands. No, I I, I think she'd, she'd sing, by the sub, by the sub! We can't let it go no more! <laughs> God help. <laughs> no, what's really scary, I was with my niece, and we're watching Equestrian Girls, and they're doing the cafeteria song. I'm like, you know, this would make it, if we were reworded a little bit, this would be a great sub-push song. <laughs> Helping Maddie win the subs. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's back away from this, otherwise we're, we're going to be making a bunch of songs badly sung for the sub campaign we should leave that like until june or something it's scary that we're thinking sub campaign now well we are gonna have an uphill battle yes we barely made it last year and some people don't like that the paint apps aren't all there this year on the subs we're getting weapons that are all one color. There's no painting detail. And then we have half-empty packages, like the unnamed one. Well, I can't argue. I'm kind of on that same boat with, like, uh, you know, we are talking about it with Glimmer. I mean, not Glimmer. Um, Loki and uh, the unnamed one. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the paint apps and all that. You know, that's how it was with the toys. And. That's how it is, but nothing well, they, would be finishing the line. Well, in a way, it's reminiscent of the end of the line in the vintage, because we were losing all that in the vintage line towards the end. Now we're losing it 
towards the end of the classics line. Yeah, but in all fairness, I understand logistics and all that, but at the same time, uh, Blaze is a wonderful figure, and the vintage toy sword, I know it's accurate to the vintage toy that didn't have that many paint applications, but at, at the same time, this is Mattel, not Playmates. So, I, I, I already expect, like, a little bit of paint on the weapons. Sure, the movie sort of had those little two red bits, but it, it kind of needed a, li- a little bit more. I know I took my blade, and what I did was dry brush a little silver on both blades, and while not perfect, I'm still, I'm still considering my options whether or not get Sasha Bishop's Shapeways movie swords. But at least he looks like he has some color in his weapons right now, guys. That dull toy gray, it's almost the same shade of gray as uh, Nick Turtle's Leonardo swords. And to me, they're perfect. I don't have an issue with that figure. I think he's one of the finest figures of this year. And uh, I did some wheeling and dealing. There were some guys who were buying them for custom parts. And I bought a set of swords from them really cheap. Well... That's that's another that's another option, but the figure the figure itself it kicks butt. Sure, the armor might seem a bit bulky, but it's chainmail, so I almost I can't justify it. But the only real beef I have with him is the swords. But after a little paint, I'm okay-ish with with them. I still feel that the movie sword is a bit too big, especially on the handle, and sadly, mine carries the movie sword on his sheath because I'm not putting that blade on his hands and risk warping his hands and then he cannot hold anything. Oh yeah, the whip kicks so much but is ridiculous. Yeah, the whip's my favorite accessory with that one. I'm so glad we got it. I know that was one of the accessories they were up in the air about even when they introduced him at PowerCon. They weren't sure but they were going to try and make sure we got that whip. And the thing that gets to me is supposedly no more weapons packs. Yeah. And this would have been perfect. You know, they it would have been perfect for the extra weapons and other figures that are coming out could have used a little more accessories, but oh well, you know. Who knows, maybe with since so many people were upset with weapon packs not being in the 2014 line, who knows, they might turn around and say, you know what, we'll give them a weapons pack in 2015. <laughs> um, we still have the previous available on Matty. But in all fairness, those two, those previous two packs, ha- weapons pack, have a few issues, like the cal- the cal pack. 90% of the weapons are unpainted, so that makes it a top sell, and then with the cal, lucky, inflammation colors... Release, well, not that many people would want another toy-colored cow. And uh, back before that, while, well, well, yes, sure, I love the 2000X swords. I love the Drago accessories. The other weapons weren't really that great. So, so yeah, there's a little problem with the selection of items. Some were items that the fans wanted, like the red Tila stuff, but... Uh, I keep I keep drawing a blanket. What were the other items? I mean, the pack 
last two weapons packs, there weren't much in there that were new. The paint apps weren't good. It was almost like it was designed for customizers or those who just wanted to paint their own weapons and add their own details. So we'll have to wait and see. But at least next month comes the most wanted horde villain, villainous in filmation history, Scorpia. Yes. I can't wait to get her in my hands. That and Battle Lion. For those of you who want a 2000X Battle Cat, you'll be able to remove the armor and put it on Battle Cat to make your 2000X version. And that rounds up the uh, female horde, right? Uh, yeah, well, it, this year with Double Trouble and Entrapta, we round up the female horde. But with Scorpia, we complete the the whole horde. The whole filmation female characters, uh, main female characters from the Horde. Because, yeah, some people will say, oh, but what about Lonnie? Which wasn't one episode of Prince of Power, which kind of was a Double Trouble-ish character, but without the powers. But and in Lonnie, any case... Lonnie would be easy to do as a custom. Yeah, I see I some Shield be- Maiden parts. And maybe Goddess Thela head modified... So yeah, she she's easy to make, but we're getting the core female. So we already have Shadow Weaver, we have Octavia. We're getting entrapped. We're getting entrapped. We're we getting entrapped this year. And Catra, and now Scorpion. It's like boom. All we, we need is Imp. Yeah, and then the horde's complete if we get an Imp. And and I think no, that- guys, we haven't forgotten about Draxor and Multibot, but we're talking about the horde that as a, as it appeared on Filmation. Draxor, Draxor, I'm not too hot on the guy, but well, I can see why people want it. Actually, he's multibot, too, to complete the horde. He was part of the filmation one, too. Yeah, he yeah but multibot out. is coming next year. He's, he's coming next year, so we need a 2015 sub assuming, just because I want to make Mega Beast. We're assuming he's going to come out next year. Well, technically, he should be like a 50 bucks slot since he's basically two figures, so... Yeah, that's what. That's why it's probably he's a, a 2015 figure because we don't have a 50 slot item. It'd probably be the same as uh, Machua at a forty dollar. Yeah, I'm thinking he's probably gonna. They're probably gonna cut down a little bit and follow the Machua pattern. I hope so too, cause I want a I want a multibot, and I never had one as a kid, but I've been fooling around with my Machua figure, and I can't wait to make a huge mega beast that. It'll make me rethink my Horde display. This week we are getting issue 11 or 12 of the Motu comic. I know it ends this arc of those lovely uh, inner rings. So hopefully we'll be finding out. I'm I'm looking forward to 13 when we get back to the story of Shira. Um, Isn't 13 like King Grayskull something? Something about King Grayskull and 14, I think it's the one that would return to Despair as turn into... No, they said at the end of uh, DC vs. Motu, it's 13 that they start with. Mm, Well, it's it's part of the same arc, but it's King Grayskull. It's the history of, well, King Grayskull or the swords or something. Yeah, it's kind of a filler issue. Who knows? We might find out... It's related to the... Shira arc. It might be introducing the sort of protection and telling us more about the creation, not just that 
the sword was cloned for the two twins. I'm going to say it, but I just want to see what the heck happened to the Holster Laser Lot story. I mean, that's a big gaping hole from way back, and there's a that's... mention of Spectre, and I want to see a new 52 Spectre. <laughs> I don't know if the real Spectre wants to see himself changed already. Well, they did leave that hanging, didn't they? Yeah, way back in the mini-comic, issue one. Boy, it tells you how much we want to know about Sir Lose-A-Lot. And, uh, in, all, in, in all fairness, it's it's a big plot hole there because we have that. I know it's a throwaway line like, oh, we better, better not Spectre. No agent Spectre notices the change in the timeline. If Spectre is so freaking powerful that he can notice changes in the timeline, where the heck is he? I want to see a, a new 52 Spectre. And it's not just because of my Spectre obsession. It's just that, come on, you cannot you cannot name drop there and leave it at that. You need to follow up with those plot points because you're the guy, you're the ones making them, so follow through with them because we had, we went through the whole skull of power crap thing and what do we got? Oracle sacrificed himself to to save everyone and became the villain. So what about Laserlock? He was tossed into the present by the skull or Skeletor's spell because he was holding the skull. What happened to, to Sir Laserlock? Is he like chained up in Snake Mountain there like Nobody knows. The trouble. Or, or did he escape and it's like helping everyone? Heck, what was Sir Lacerlot doing during the whole six miniseries that Adam and Tila were running around with the whole sword quest thing? And what's Sir Lacerlot doing now? He might be on Earth with uh, Queen Marlena saying, you know what? I know all the. Who's going to win what? We could become rich gambling. Oh, crap. What if he's the one who helps the Sparrow turn into the light? Oh, God. Please don't say that. Oh. Long live Sir Lacerlot. You know, I don't mind the idea of that guy, but I keep thinking, what if Spectre and Lacerlot had different names, color schemes? <laughs> Would we be more accepting of them? Probably. Uh, well... I made a rant the other day precisely about that if changing that it's a shame that they came in 2012 when we didn't have like a bunch of new pieces and Laserlot he would look a million times cooler if he had like Standor's loincloth that would make him look more knightly and that Spectre well you'd have to rechange the whole thing to actually make Spectre cooler and no offense to Scott the whole thing that that Spectre is Lieutenant Toy Guru it kind of robs some people the wrong way, so Spectre would need a total overhaul that would make him completely look nothing like the Spectre we know and love, and some in some people in some people's cases love to hate. Yeah, he but definitely needs an overhaul. Uh, I heard there's a new look to uh, He-Man coming. Anyone want to talk about it? Well, it looks like it's part of the the uh, Shira story continuity that they're going with uh, in the next few issues because uh, according to the storyline and all that you know he-man is going to take adora on a quest and probably for the sword and his new covers and axles showed new sketches you know and basically it's he-man without his shirt or that tank top he wore <laughs> underneath the uh, chest armor uh 
guys, we're missing the big, the bigger picture here. Which you know is... how issue 11 had Heeman unconscious all beaten up. So the Snake Men are opening the, open, the final door. They lose. Heeman comes back without a shirt. Oh, it's a Maddie prophecy. Heeman lost his shirt with King His. <laughs> oh, but here's the thing. Everyone knows my stance with Heeman and pants. I don't mind the shirt. It's the pants that had that have to go. Those are the ones that make him look a lot more like Iron Man. But at least the shirt with the shirt off, he kind of looks more barbarian-ish, which is a good thing for He-Man. And it kind of echoes the whole New Adventures vibe. He-Man running around shirtless with pants. So it's a bit better than the whole Iron Man suit He-Man. So I'd rather have the first version of He-Man that was shown in the comic, even with the bits of chainmail. Well, what I like is that he looks older. In the artwork that I've seen and all that, they, they've they made him, I kept saying that he looks more He-Man, he looks older, he's bigger, and he, it looks like he's going back to the barbarian look, which suits him, but, uh, you know, overall, yeah, I mean, I'm with Chris, I'm with Chris, I don't like the pants, I would have liked the boots, I would have liked everything, uh, if he was just back to, you know, showing bare legs, looking more barbarian, but. Yes, less is more. This is what we get. But but I actually like the the thing that he's looking older because on the crossover with DC, He-Man looked really young and it kind of looked like it was Adam running around instead of He-Man being the one running around. So the idea that He-Man's face is going to look more mature, more older, it shows like a more battle-hardened He-Man that's been at this for a while, which it's a good thing. The whole baby-faced He-Man, I'm eh, about it. I don't mind Shira looking young since I'm I'm hoping that the whole power of grace, well, the honor of grace, call makes the disparate scars disappear from her face when she's Shira because uh, two women with the same set of scars running around it kind of gives away the whole Adora is Shira, even though the secret is not worth anything at all right now. Well, remember, scars are a choice in Eternia. She opted to keep it, so she could just take it off. Yeah, but I, I just don't, I just don't want to have a scar-faced Shira. Yeah, I don't. It, it, may, it may be considered sexist, but the thing is that I see Shira like the uh, the vessel for Adora's redemption. So she needs to look pure. No, I don't and think that's going to be an issue, man. That's not going to be and an the, issue. And the scars on her face kind of look like a blemish to her purity in in Adora's quest for salvation and i'm talking visually no so see here's the thing i predict that we're probably going to see adora as we expect her to look like because that was her still holding on to some despara i think they're probably when we see her or maybe at the end of the the quest here obviously we're going to see shira i don't think there's going to be a scar thing i think it, even in adora i think it's going to disappear on her, and you'll probably see her in the red and white, or maroon and white, and becoming the Shira from that we expect, and maybe with a different hairstyle too, and all that. She might have grown out her hair now. That's but right. we don't but know the thing is that I don't mind the scars on Adora, because I mean it. It shows like again, it's a blemish on her. It's like she's trying to redeem herself and just magically erasing it from Adora, even though she's now Shira. 
it, I'm a bit torn on that issue, and we'll just have to wait and see. And hopefully, Maddie will make a disparately. I'll just disregard the bio and have and have her in the in the toy ass. We all know her for Captain Ador. And plus, you know, just from the last mini comic, the Sparrow does come back with that last panel. That's why I'm into ignoring the bios and uh, the official canon, because that was lame. Yeah, I don't know but, what that was. <laughs> I mean, it's Maddie. Come on, they can rewrite their own canon anytime they feel like it. Now, I don't know if you guys realize, but tomorrow is Motu Day. Started several years ago with a bunch of fan sites that picked a day out of the hat. And I, I thought it was something during the time of the Power Tour or something that the the Los Angeles mayor at the time had chosen that day as the masters of the university. In any case, if whoever knows the official info can drop us a line at facebook.com slash Club and set us right, because I've heard a few conflicting stories that I'm not sure which one's right. Yeah, I mean, the one I heard, the one that I've seen the most is that it was a couple of uh, online he fans and she ravers that got together and picked out the date. One, another one was, like you said, with the power tour, saying it was the city of Los Angeles giving them the proclamation. But they also had a proclamation in New York for when the Power Tour was there. So I think it's just going to be one of those things where we might not even know the real reason why April 28th was picked. But we do have it as Motu Day. And there is a special podcast that will be going up either on the 28th or 29th that I was part of to help celebrate Motu Day, we had Nate Birch from Rose Google Dinner, Katie from Mastercast, and the entire cast of Global Masters. And we talked about how Motu was, influenced our lives. And like I said, it should be coming up April 28th. The Global Masters people are editing it. But it will be posted on our Facebook page, TGR. Facebook.com, TGR Club, it will be on most likely HeMan.org and a bunch of other sites. But we want to try and spread the word on Masters of the Universe. And a question that was posed to to the people who are participating is, what do you want to see done with the line after Classics is over in 2015? So what do you guys want to see happen? Do you want a brand new line? you want them to continue with Classics? Well, I know the uh, the popular answer by the fanboys would be like, "Oh, continue with the line," but <laughs> we got everything, you know. We got all the figures. Well, one of the other popular um, things that they're saying is going back doing figures that we didn't get as vintage and making them into the vintage style, like Sir Lose a Lot, Photog, even the Shira. Princess of Power Girls, bring them in to the same vintage. And again, I would be, I, I think eventually you are going to have to do that because that's just the way toys are now. They, they've gotten smaller, uh, I don't want to say plainer, but they're not as elaborate as they used to be. And there's nothing wrong with it. I wouldn't mind 
if the figures go a little smaller, and they should have. They should have. The original idea was for them to go to, uh, they were going to be four inches, back to their vintage size, but then they decided to make them a little bigger, and I think that was one of their biggest mistakes. I think I see eventually that they are going to have to go back to vintage size. I hope they're a little more articulated, like uh, Ninja Turtles articulation. And that lower price point might be a saving grace for the fans and maybe even enough to go back to retail and get some vehicles out because to me that's the one thing that's missing from this line i mean motu is known for its figures but they're really missing out on the on the, on the vehicles and the playsets because that was part of what made that line great and it's missing crespo your thoughts well of course getting toys back in stores would be a great a great idea but they also need to ensure that the property is well known and by that you need a cartoon a video game and i'm talking a real deal video game sure the the smartphone game is cute it has a few tongue-in-cheek references but i mean a real masters of the universe game that takes itself seriously just to have it i don't care if it's xbox one or ps4 or Wii U or whatever the the thing is that we need a We need to expand the brand because right now, Masters is a niche brand. It's the only thing that has survived on Maddie. let's be honest. Come on, it's because of us. We keep it a lot, MaddieCollected.com. They should change and, it to the home of He-Man and a few other lines. And Mattel really needs to try hard with the Masters and make sure it sticks, not like Maxfield, which, got a, which was getting better and now... It's not on air. There are no new episodes, no nothing. It's just, it's just they're, silent. They're basically focusing in on the movie now. Well, is it, uh, is it, did it get officially canceled? I no, have not found anything about it's just, cancellation or renewal. It's just that everything went silent. Yeah, I mean, last year they did a big push at San Diego on Max Steel. The cartoon was getting better. Uh, even then, But, the toys... I don't want to say they're clogging up the shelves, but... Um, now that they're all on clearance, I mean, I just went to Toys R Us, and it was almost half an aisle of just Max Steel stuff. And it wasn't even the cool toys that were shown at San Diego and New York Comic Con. It was those little round toys for the battle game that were clogging up the shelves. I was looking for the beasts and all like that that were really cool. I haven't seen them. Well, it could be that maybe it didn't make it. Probably didn't. And I can't fault, you know, I can't fault them because I go to the toys and I know, I you know, because of what I do, I know what what people want, what people need to get. And I don't hear many people talking about Max Steel. Here is actually the most I've ever heard of people talking about Max Steel. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sad part that, and it's like come on they're trying they're trying but they're failing it, it feels like street sharks all over again I, I think they just missed the mark uh, the, 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 uh, the old school fans I think felt excluded this time around and there was no collectibles there was you know the toys I have to say are awful Yes, they they are extremely awful. Any toy, you know, I mean, I gotta 
someday I wish I could talk to Hasbro people and Mattel people and tell them, what are you thinking about making these characters that have no playability? I mean, they mold their weapons to their hands. That is not playability. That's just, you know, they're just not logistics. Right. Yeah. And ugh, it just comes out terrible. The only ones I'm seeing that actually are getting somewhere are those uh, Marvel, uh, the ones that you interchange parts. Have you seen those? Oh, uh, Smash. Uh, smash him. Smash yeah. him. Yeah, Smash But I still haven't seen a villain in that line. I've seen uh, Doctor Doom. They only have Doctor Doom, I think. I think that's the only one, Doctor Doom, and he sells out very quickly. I mean, you have all the other characters, and I'm like, no, Don't but we have here's the thing about them, is that for the adults, collectibles, they're really not grabbing them up. But the kids are eating them up. The kids fell yep. in love with those toys. Well, they have. I got. I got a chance to tinker around with a Spidey and an Iron Man, and they're fun toys. They're they're not tailored for me, the adult collector, and someone who wants accuracy to the characters. But they're fun toys. So that's the plus they have, and kids eat them up because they're fun. They're reasonably priced. And obviously there's the WWE toys, but that that's between kids and adult collectors. And, and they have those... different, pro- different versions of each of the WWE characters from where you know they're just there to be played with with the kids all the way up to the elite line. So the toys are... are moving except John Cena. Yeah, somebody explained the I... Legos to me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but the other day I was at, I was at a Kmart, so I saw, like, Freshly packed, freshly, they had fre- restocked the WWE set, and I went, I checked them, I saw all the John Cena's, I hit all the good figures, and I made it into a whole wall of Cena. Oh, you nasty! Perfect. <laughs> uh, it stayed that way, like, for three days until, until somebody decided to look at the other figures behind Cena, and then the stock began to move. Cena... People don't want him because Cena is so oversaturated. Yeah, you see him all over the place. He's hanging out with Scooby-Doo. Come on. And Fruity Pebbles. Um, don't get me started on that whole Pe- Pebble cereal campaign because that campaign is racist. Well, did you guys see they're making WWE Legos? Yeah. <laughs> like, why? And now uh, they have that little toy line where supposedly they're all fired and they all have to have day jobs. And they oh, have to. I saw that. I was like, <laughs> "What the?" Well, that's just that. That's just to get the uh, younger kids into the whole wrestling characters thing, and hopefully keep replenishing the decaying WWE fan base. But that's a rant for another day, and it's just the whole WWE trying to cover all bases and. And get in as many markets as possible because we've got that, like the Lego guys, we've got the little mini guys from Mattel, we've got those freakishly, what freakishly deformed figures that you grab them and they start tussling around in the ground on their own, the more accurate character versions of the toys, and then we've got the video games, so they're just trying to cover all the bases. Well, I get it for the kids, I mean. Okay, I, I guess I can see the fun having John Cena as a paramedic and Seamus as a mechanic. <laughs> the Undertaker is your gardener, okay? But, uh. <laughs> I would have figured he And let me guess, Brock Lesnar only works part time. 
Oh, man, I'm just thinking, oh, Seamus better not be a, body, a lifeguard, because, oh, boy, his skin. That man is so pale. <laughs> no, I think but... he glows in the dark. <laughs> it's for kids, man. I mean, that's, that's okay, I get it. You know, the high-end uh, figures are nice. I give them credit there. And uh, you got to give credit to the WWE, because they're the first ones that pioneered laser scanning and getting as accurate as you possibly can. And then, you know, if a wrestler passes away, you know, that figures become highly sought after. Like, look at the Ultimate Warrior. You can't find him anywhere. No, and that special edition, that special edition uh, set they they made for him, it's going on eBay for high, high bucks. And the Eddie Guerrero figures, man, they, they sell like crazy. We could make a comment on how Barbie's getting a movie. Please, I don't want to be nauseous. <laughs> or we could say how much John M. Chu sucks because of the whole outrageous casting that technically he had nothing to do, but the casting is horrible. We've got one Disney re- reject. We've got one of the Scooby Gang members from the Cartoon Network movies. And we've got the girl from Sharknado as Jem. And... Uh. The movie's gonna suck, and the whole... I know the storyline that they released so far, it's not... I mean, they've ruined the gem line. I mean, turning around, making them orphans, having them become YouTube sensations, and running around the world. Technically speaking, they were all orphans, although Shauna and Aja were adopted by the... By the Bentons. By the Bentons. But they all still lived in the Benton or the Starlight Orphanage. Well, they continued it when uh, Jerrica's parents died. That the orphanage was started by her mother, and they continued it uh, for her legacy. That that part is at least somewhat faithful to the original, but no. But uh, the the four main are orphans themselves. Okay, so you but guys are the, you guys understand it more than I. I was just a casual watcher, so I so I might to take it. That the orphan idea was already established. They yeah, were, it was, they it was kind of established. It. It's the whole YouTube sensation that pisses me off to no end. Because here's the thing. If Jerrica is known as a YouTube singing sensation, then the whole secret pop star thing of Jem will not work with her. I mean, look at freaking Rebecca Black. She became infamous due to the, due to the stupid Friday song. And years later... People still talk about her. People know how what she looks like, and heck, she even still is still a youth, famous YouTuber. Because recently, she well, recently as in a many moons ago, she rewatched Friday and poked fun at herself. So there's that. And Justin Bieber became famous through YouTube, and everybody knows that little douche's face. So well, maybe you know. I mean, again, we don't know the storyline. It could be that maybe her character Gem becomes a YouTube sensation, and she keeps it hidden, you know, the, her real identity and all that. I mean, the whole background of the story was that Jericho wanted to save her father's record company from being taken, and he left this computer that creates the illusion of Jeff, and using her earrings, they are actually hologram projectors. <laughs> we may lose the whole holograms part of Jam and the hologram. hologram. That's what I'm worried about, too. How are they going to pull that off if they're saying, well, this is a YouTube 
sensation and all like that, and that's why they went away. Yeah, but the good news is John Chu is no longer involved with Masters of the Universe. Yay! Yay! Uh, so well, I don't mind the director, I forgot his name, from Kick-Ass 2 taking it over. And, you know, now I'm starting to suggest that the guy become He-Man Prince Adam. I don't know if you've seen him lately or not, but he was on the cover of uh, Fitness Magazine. And that guy bulked up like crazy now. He looks like a wrestler. Uh, you mean Kick-Ass? Yeah. Uh, he's huge. I think I think I saw him in Captain America 2, because he's Quicksilver there. Yeah, but if you, like I said, he's on the cover of Fitness Magazine. He looks and, nothing like Kick-Ass anymore. So he, now he can Kick-Ass? Yeah, I mean, he actually, I mean, he actually accumulated mass on him. He's got the six-pack, and he's got thick arms. And I mean, he really bulked up. He can be He-Man now. To me, he would be a good He-Man. Well, now I've got to check out that cover. But hopefully, I mean, we have another writer. We have a new director. Sony, let's get it going, please. I mean, this franchise needs that movie. It needs to be brought back to the public eye. Oh, yeah. Sony's, Sony's the one who's also bringing out Barbie. And I bet that was worked into the deal to keep mas- to keep the Masters uh, contract. But but in all fairness, Barbie's a lot easier to make than Masters. I mean, Barbie's simply a romantic comedy, and you can well, you could go with a romantic comedy angle, and you can get it out in a pretty and, low budget. Uh, Heman, on the other hand, well, well, they've already said it's going to be a medium uh, budget film. Well, they're not going to go like all Avengers, two hundred million. They don't budget on it. You can, you pretty much know that. But, but at least a medium budget film, they, the good thing is that they'll need to try hard and, and make it kick butt without the resources of a huge budget movie, cause not all huge budget movies are necessarily successful. No, but you can nowadays because of special effects do, you know, I mean, the sky's the limit, even on a, Simple budget. You can do some pretty good special effects, CGI work. Yeah, hopefully they get a good CGI team to knock it out of the park. And hopefully they'll be able to use practical effects where practical effects are better suited than CG in a proper blend. Because not everything needs to be practical and not everything needs to be CG. There needs to be a balance. Well, and two, it's just finding the right director to do it. You know, somebody who has... A vision. And, you know, I, I said it before, and, you know, they, they kind of, some people kind of got on me on, on the .org site saying about, you know, that I keep saying you got to find a director who loves the material. Yes. And they tell me, oh, how about find a director who's good? And I'm like, they had good directors, okay? The director for Green Lantern was good. He had a fair amount of action movie hits. But if they still, don't... He coughed that up on Green Lantern. But, yeah, director does not have an... Uh, even an idea what the brand is, they're going to screw it up. You need to have that love or a good working background knowledge and respect for the property. Yeah, respect for the property is very important because, I mean, Michael Bay is a horrible director, but he brings butts into the movie theaters. Uh, Sam Raimi is a decent director. He made Spider-Man 3. We can get horrible and be successful. We can get decent, but instead get a crappy product and so we need someone who respects the proper the property, has a, a degree of love towards it, and so we can get something decent out of it. And Master Mattel and Masters really need 
this movie to be a success. Not so much us, the fans, but Mattel needs the, the movie to be successful because, I mean, Hasbro's churning all the hits, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Uh, even on their cartoon lines, they're churning the hits, too. I mean, they do have Equestrian Girls 2 coming out, which will be a cartoon. And the whole, and then there's a whole Disney, Marvel, and now Star Wars stuff that, that's coming. So basically most of Hasbro's toy lines are being very well backed then. Right now the only boy line that Mattel's got that's really well backed, it's not DC, it's a WWE, so. Yeah, and Mattel's gotta do something quick. They have stuff. They have so much stuff. Like, I go to their Fisher Price toys. I see their Spaceman toys. I see, you know, we've talked about, you know, in their medieval fantasy toys. Yep. And I'm like, why don't you do Major Matt Mason for their stuff, for their space stuff? Why don't why? they do Masters for their yeah. Imaginex fantasy line? That's where I was jumping to. It would not be anything to them to do that i mean scott said oh it's easter eggs for us but you know what they're exposing the toddlers to masters and it makes common sense okay you want to bring in the the figures and then have a retail line and those minis would be a perfect retail line those two packs that we're getting for 20 bucks i mean mass produce some put them in the stores Minis sell like crazy. If they were retail, I would buy them, but there is no way in hell I'm paying 20 plus 15 shipping, so I'm basically paying, I would be paying 35 for those figures. Nuh uh. No, I'm sorry, but no. They need to be in retail, those minis. And that would bring down the cost big time. Plus, I'm saying too, they lost me when they switched the sizes from the uh, San Diego Comic Con to the, uh, monthly ones, so I'm out. Yeah, but I bet if they were in retail going, and I'll use the Funko mini mystery box price of 6 $7 per figure, then you would see us picking them up because it's the only minis with articulation. Could be, but I'm saying the Fisher Price ones, if you see their little uh, figures, they can easily be converted. Easily! And they already have, I mean, they already have Spydor, they already have the Rotan. It would be nothing to do the uh, the attack track or point dread. It would be nothing to do a Fisher Price Castle Grayskull. And they don't even have to worry about the licensing. It's the same company, just different departments. And with the castle, they could even do like a transform, a, like a action feature to transform your Adam into He-Man. Like you pop the Adam there, you flick a switch, and it, and it switches your Adam figure with a He-Man. There you go, boom. Yeah. And think yeah. of all the different He-Man variants they could do. They do all the different Batman ones. Uh, you've got Thunder Punch, you've got Flying Fist, you've got Battle Armor. You can do all the 52 different He-Mans that we've had this year alone. <laughs> you could have Returnia Disguise, you could have <laughs> King He-Man, you could have He-Man with a brand new hat. You could have Adam going in, so which model He-Man do I want to be today? Take a little line from Tony Stark. Oh, let's see. I feel like I'm going to be King He-Man today. It, it would be. I would love it. And again, I'm always like, why don't you? How far of a stretch would it be? Because they say, oh, we need to like connect it to the market. None of those Fisher-Price toys have any connection to any market. I don't see no Fisher-Price cartoons. I don't see no comic books or anything. 
of the and on the Imaginex, uh, Batman. Yeah, sure, he's got a license. It's licensed, and there's a DC Comics, but Is there? yeah, those DC Comics are well suited for preschool toddlers to read. And and like it or not, they'd be hitting the Masters fans anyway, because most of us have children. Some of us have children in that age range, or will be entering that age range. Uh, ha- haven't we seen like Masters fa- fans buying like the? Imaginex Wizard Tower just because it has a sort of 3D dungeon grade from Castle Grayskull. Yep. Uh, legally, it's red tape. Uh, the left hand does not know what the right hand is doing and all that. That's the reasoning why it doesn't happen. It's like the whole the failed campaign to get a Barbie-ass She-Ra doll. Yeah, Barbie could be everything else but She-Ra. Yet you're seeing Peekaboo's tail feathers in Monster High. Oh, no, I mean, you could. I mean, that's the thing. You could. It's nothing to them. It's it's their brand. They just opted not to. Right. There's no legal issues here. I mean, they own Barbie. They own, you know, the She-Ra line. They easily could have done a limited edition saying Barbie as She-Ra, Ken as Bo. Yeah, and they, they could sell them, like, um black label in their black label Barbie collector's line or pink label. Wait, no, pink label is a, the generic one. Black label is a bit higher up. Yeah, and if it doesn't sell, I, well, write it off, you know. And and besides, you, if they put them for the collector side, that I know Barbie Collector has some Barbies exclusive there that are not available on retail stores. You have, oh, said Barbies are sold, boom, and move people to their sites. I mean, with the whole DC versus Masters, nothing about Maddie. Why not promoting Maddie Collector? Because that, was the, that was the other thing when. They announced that the comic was going to be started. People asked, are we going to see ads for Maddie Collector? I'm yet to see an ad. I'm tired of seeing Green and Arrow shirtless in, in those comics, but we're teaming. Maddie? I want to thank our friends over at He-Man.org. If you haven't checked them out, please do so. And remember, on the 15th of this month, you can get your battle line at, I believe it's 42 or $44, and your Scorpia at $27. And if you need her partner in crime, Octavia, she'll be up for sale also, and Natasha. So you can get all your pop ladies and your filmation ladies one shot. And the site is maddiecollector.com. And I hope everyone joins us again for another council. Good journey. I'm Renee, wishing you all a good journey. And I'm a Yoni. Good journey. I already said good journey, so I'm not going to say good journey again, because otherwise I'd be saying good journey way too much. Good journey. <laughs>